0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya.
1: history of the life of Ajahnara and we are into text number 12
0: Nāsana kāpātya nyevānā
1: when he <laughs> Different types of disease. Abhi, Abhi types overcome, he, 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 Translation and purport by his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada. Translation My dear King, if a diseased person eats the pure, uncontaminated food prescribed by a physician is gradually cured and the infection of disease can no longer touch him. Similarly, if one follows the regulative principles of knowledge, he gradually progresses towards liberation from material contamination. Okay. We we'll read the translation in our responsibility. Mind be a king. If a diseased, person, if a diseased person, eats person eats the pure uncontaminated food, Prescribed by a physician, by a physician gradually cured, he is gradually cured, and the infection of, the disease, and the infection of the disease can no longer touch it. Similarly, if one follows the regulatory principles of knowledge, he gradually progresses towards liberation. One is gradually purified if one cultivates knowledge even through mental circulation and strictly follows the regulative principles enjoined in the Shastras and explained in the next verse. Therefore, the platform of jnana, speculative knowledge, is better than the platform of karma, fruitive action. There is every chance of falling from the platform of karma to hellish condition, but on the platform of jnana, one is saved from hellish life. Although one is still not completely free from infection. The difficulty is that on the path of jnana, one thinks that he has been liberated and has
0: become
1: narayana bhagava.
0: This is another
1: phase of ignorance. <speaking> Auruya Krichena Parampatha Patanti Adu Nadra Yushma Ankaraya Bhara Bhangavatam 10.2.32 Because of ignorance one speculatively speculative thinks himself uh, liberated from material contamination although actually it's not. Therefore, even if one rises to Brahma Jnana, understanding of Brahman, one nevertheless falls down because of not taking shelter of one nevertheless falls down because of not taking shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. Nonetheless, Jnanis at least know what is sinful and what is pious and they very cautiously act according to the injunctions of the Shastanas. Po aghiana tevranthasya. Jnana manjana shabatya. Chakshi uvhivita tasmai Sri Chaitanya manapisna. Sambitamanya Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Pragulitya Sri Avvaita gadara. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. So, we see that it is a, a very, very intense and a serious topic to discuss. Yes? So, Today is a 12th verse from the 1st chapter. So, in order for us to understand better, we should have the continuity, what we have learned so far and what is the significance of this verse with respect to the previous verses. Now, if we can understand it, then we will follow it better. So let us do a quick, not a quick, reasonably good recap of things because up to uh, 11 verses, there are a lot of substances which have been covered. So we will discuss that and then we will move into verse 12. So, in the beginning of this chapter, Verse number one to five. Maharaj Parikshit is basically what is he doing? Verse one to five. Maharaj Parikshit is talking. So what is he doing there? We discussed that last time. He will Intelligently repeating what his spiritual master Sukadeva Goswami has been narrating from Canto one to five, he's been repeating intelligently. That means he has been very attentive, and he's also intelligent because he's going to ask questions. Also, unless you're attentive, you will, you may not be able to ask questions, is it? So here we see that Maharaj should is very attentively listening. All to the five cantos. And in the six cantos, he is raising some questions. Basically he's going to raise now in verse 6. But 1 to 5, he is basically he's also, he's also recapping. It is a really quick really. He said in the text number 1, he was mentioning, he was talking about the subject matter of canto 2, he was saying. Then in the text number 3, he was saying, you were mentioning about canto three and four. Then in the text number five, he said, you are talking about uh, Priyavata, families and so, all that. So up to 5, he was recapping what he has heard so far. Because this is Canto 6. Then in verse 6 he asked a question. What is the question he is asking? Very, very, very intelligent and very important question for all of us. What is the question he is asking? He is saying how human beings could be saved from entering into the hellish planet to avoid suffering and terrible pain which they are experiencing in the hellish planet. So how can human beings be saved from this kind of disaster? That was Parishik Maharaj, he raised a question in verse number 6. In verse number 7 and 8, Sukhadarita Goswami is giving an answer. But we have to bear in mind that Sukhadarita Goswami is giving in different levels to his disciple is not immediately addressing the problem or the, giving an answer or giving a solution to the question. He is giving in different levels. That is the level you are going to see. Yes? So in 7 and 8, in the Bad Swami is providing an answer. What he is saying is atonement is the best. People have done sins, have done sinful acts because they don't know their needless. We also discussed that last week. They're they don't know. They don't know that one should not eat meat, one should not be intoxicated, etc. etc. They don't know. And therefore, people are committing simple acts. Now, because of the sinful acts, they are being punished in the hellish lands. So, So, Sukhariya Goswami is
0: giving a response by saying, Atonement in one way will help the person to rectify
1: or to nullify the sinful actions and therefore they can solve the problem. But, what is happening is, we all know, because we have moved further from verses, that atonement is basically in the mode of ignorance and therefore that is not the solution. We also discussed that last time, last week, that in the material world, there are pious and impious activities. That is Sukarma and Vikarma. As long as one is bound to the pious and impious activities, one cannot get out of the material world. Because the nature of this material world is like that. You have to act. And while acting, it could be a pious or it could be a impious activity. And therefore, one is bound to World. That's very nature. So, here he says, yes, atonement you can do to nullify the impious activities. For example, someone has stolen something. What is the uh, atonement for them? To give charity. Like that. So, you do a Pious activity to nullify an impious activity. But still we have to mind that this is still the middle activity. <laughs> there is one middle activity, you're doing another middle activity to nullify, to cancel. And not only that, in the verse number seven and eight, Sukadeva Goswami is <laughs> giving a wonderful analogy. What is the analogy saying? He saying "An expert physician diagnoses and treats disease according to the gravity or the intensity of the disease. Therefore, one should also undergo atonement according to the intensity of one's sin. It's not that you kill someone and you give one dollar as a charity or something like that. It's not like that. It should." According to the severity of one's sins, one should also undergo equal amount of atonement. So this so is, is the point. Sukhadeva so Goswami is mentioning in verse 8 and 7 and 8 through an analogy. But unfortunately in Kali Yuga, do people know that they are doing sins. Two people know they don't. And are they atoning, are they undergoing atonement? So we have to come back to that point later. Just bear in mind. Then what's happening is in verse number 9 and 10. See, this is like a wonderful conversation between the guru and disciple. Yeah? Almost similar to Bhagavad Gita, you can say, question and answer. A disciple asks me a question, a teacher is explaining, clarifying the question, and giving the answer. In a similar way, it starts on with a question and answer. Parishit Maharaj, after hearing this atonement, he was not satisfied with the answer. Hmm? Because what is his claim? What is he saying? He says, even after performing acts of atonement, one is forced to commit sins again and again, and therefore, this process of repeated sins and atonement. Is useless. Parashit Maharaj is using the word useless in Sri Not only that, we have to understand that as much as Sukhadeva Goswami is an experienced a learned teacher, so also Parashit Maharaj is an intelligent disciple. He gives back also. Yeah, through this, and not only that, Sukadeva Goswami gave an analogy. Parishik Maharaj is giving back. Take this one more analogy from me. Because why I'm not satisfied? What is he saying? He's saying, do anyone remember that? Elephant. Exactly, elephant bathing. Elephant, what he does is goes into the water nicely, takes a shower, and then comes back into the land. And throw some pests on the body. So what happens? One minute elephant is clean. The next minute elephant is dirty. One minute you do a pious activity. The next minute you do an impious activity. Again pious, again impious. For all the pious, you know, the grapes you go and enjoy. For an impious activity, go and suffer. So this is like a merry-go-round. Is there any use in there? So Parishad is returning to Take my analogy also. And he says, the elephant analogy. And then, what does Subhadra Goswami do in verse number 11, which we have seen yesterday? He stated, is he saying, Okay, I agree with what we said. But he said, But that's not enough. One should raise above ignorance. Because karma kanda in one sense is ignorance. Why do we call it ignorance? Although it's described in the Vedas, because, again we discussed last time, any knowledge without the understanding of Krishna is ignorant because everything is dwelling on the bodily platform. Krishna means beyond the three modes. So any knowledge which is not connected to Krishna is material in nature and therefore it is useless because it is going to give repeated birth and death. Because the whole existence of human, mankind is to stop the same of birth and death, not to continue. And therefore it is useless. Anything with the material is going to produce one more action, reaction. Action, reaction. And it is useless. And so in the verse 9 and 10, uh, that is done, the verse number eleven, Sutra Devosama may accuse it by and continues that yes, one should rise above ignorance, and not only that, one should come to the platform of jnana kanda, jnana, knowledge, which is higher than karma. Very good. So you are listening to it. Once you come to the platform of? Yeah. Because it is higher than Karma. Interesting. Verse number 11, 12, 13, 14 all are addressing? Yes. Gyan aspect. Yeah. So let us, we are quickly analyzing what it is. Okay? That's a, a little bit better way you to know. So in the verse 6, Parashit Maharaj asks a question. Verse 7 and 8, Sukadeva Goswami says that what? And for that, 9 and 10, Parashit Maharaj says, I am not happy with your answer. Please give me another answer. Because anyway, it is useless. And so, Sukadeva Goswami, 11, 12, 13, 14 verses, is addressing about Jnana. And soon, we will see later, we are not discussing now, soon we can see, in verse 15, Sukadeva Goswami comes back to the devotion service. You are going to see that. Yeah? So, in one, so, in other words, Sukadeva Goswami is giving Maharaj Parishik the answer which he has raised him. Verse 6, what does he say? He gives the answer in three levels. Karma kanda, Yana and Bhakti process. He's going to say the bhakti process is still not come yet. It's going to come. But it will come in person. So this is a summary so far. Yeah. By the expert teacher to the intelligent disciple. Addressing different aspects. Now when I was mentioning about this, um, when Tukaram uh, Maharaj was mentioning about the acts of a where one is forced to do sins again and again, again and again. He commits sin. Why is that? Why is one forced to do sin again and again? Habits. Because of the desire. Desire. <laughs> yes, that we convert into habits. Yeah, Yes, all this is good. But how do one cannot come out of that? Yeah? For example, I'll give you a very, very quick short story. How a particular habit is very difficult to overcome. I have my cousin. We all grow up together. Holidays we come to and all that. This person is okay. Somehow he picked up a habit of chewing, uh, you know, tobacco you know, or what you call betel nut in India. You know, after the nice fresh out of food, <laughs> you put some betel nut. You know, just as a habit. Yeah? I have done it sometimes. You know, because if you go to a wedding uh, party, they keep some betel nut around there. You know, I just put something. He put that like that. He started that habit, you know. Something after a food he wants something to chew. And that ended up into a pan. And then he started taking para? It is quite, you know, slowly. <laughs> it's a kind of intoxicating. Very light, you know, very light only. But it's allowed. It doesn't matter. You're taking coffee, tea, it doesn't matter, para That also is amazing. so. He started taking that. At, a, at one stage, he could not take it off. It's like addiction, like coffee and tea, you know. He has to take that every day, at least once or twice. Then what's happened was, a few years back, I discovered that that has created a cancer in his tongue. It's a fact. It is a true story, I'm telling you. Yeah? And then, what has happened was a doctor said that you should not you know, be careful of that. But still habits, habits die hard. Can you stop a habit? But that's why we want to get into the habit of chanting. You know, that's a habit, good habit. It's a transcendental habit. We want to get into that. So this guy walked into this problem and then a stage had come the doctor said that I have to cut your tongue. It is a true story. I have experienced, I have, more to come. Yeah? The tongue has been cut because he could not help it. And then I saw him in 2019 when I went to India. This you
0: know?
1: is my cousin, in anyway.
0: And I said, How are you? he was able to
1: talk, but not, you know, imagine you bend your tongue and talk. How it will So he is expressing and all that. He is able to, you know, I could have understand very lightly, but his tongue is cut. The same thing oh, so uh, this is the problem with karma kanda because you are doing material activity, you get attached to that. we we'll see again where did we, where did we see in the past uh, the story of karma kanda someone is so much attached to karma kanda Previously we saw. Who is that? Personality, a great personality. Was attached to Karma kanda, And he was killing animals left and right. No, for God. Pratchanya Prachiniya Pratchanya Narada Muni has to come and in interview. Yeah. Left and right. He will start one. A karma kanda activity. Yeah? It finishes again. You start one more. Again. In the process, what he was doing? He was killing animals. The animals was going and waiting there. You come, let me see. Narapun is saying, come on, look at this. What are you doing? And then he has to tell a story in the form of an allegory. And then he has to change. So this is the problem with karma kanda. They are thinking that they are doing pious activity, but in the process, they are doing impious activity. According to him, the goal of Virginia Barrett was, I want to have my next life very wonderfully. I want to enjoy in the heavenly manner." That was the goal. But in the process, he was killing animal. So that turned out to be impious activity. So anything in the material world, one minute it is pious, the next minute it can lead to impious activity. The devotees and the demons, they were churning the milk ocean because they wanted nectar. But what came in the beginning? Poise. This is very world. You want something, but you get something. Very natural of So, three levels have been addressed. So, how do we understand this? Three levels before we even go to the level. How do we understand? And why is Sudadeva Goswami giving in three levels? Why can't we say in verse he can avoid the verse 7 to 14 and say yes bhakti is a process? Why is he adopting this way? Gradually. Gradually
0: that is also a special purpose. says, to test the
1: intelligence of the disciple, and also it is said that say an infant is there, a two to three year old child is there. The child doesn't know about sun or moon, but it has heard about his friends talking about moon and all that. So the child will come to the mother and say, "I want to see the moon. Where is the moon?" So what does the mother do? The mother has to gradually teach the child. Yes? If you say go up means the child will be confused. What is that? So the mother will say, do you see the tree over there, which is which a child can relate to? Then the child will look at the tree. Then say go to the top of the tree. Can you see a the branch there? Two branches. Yes, yes. Can you see between the branches? What is that? That is something different levels. So similarly, not that our Barshali Maharaj is not intelligent, but it is being addressed in that way. First is, yes, the whatever is you in the material world, tree, and then go above, and then give that knowledge. That is where knowledge is given in that way. Right? Karma kanta, jnana kandha, and then bhakti process. So, similarly, this knowledge has been given gradually. yeah, Because not everyone wants to take Not everyone can take up a bhakti process like that. Because of Srila Prabhupada's uh, his mercy, then we can pick it up like that. Otherwise, it's not. Uh, one has to mature in jnana. Yeah? One must take up karma yoga, then he has to rise to jnana, or one must mature in jnana yoga. We discussed that in. Chapter 7 of Bhagavad Gita, then one matures, then he can come to Bhakti. Unless you have a pure devotee, it's very difficult to Bhakti and constant support. If the International Society of Krishna Consciousness is not there, as Srila Prabhupada wanted, we cannot practice Bhakti. It is just an exclusive movement for practicing Bhakti. Imagine Rishkan is not there. Bhakti we cannot perform, we cannot, we have to do karma yoga, jnana yoga and then come back. Because this is the potent thing he has given Everything in one roof and therefore it's easier for us to practice. Mm -hmm. It's not available in any other uh, yogas. Only in Kali yoga we have got this golden opportunity. Now we will come into the class. So far it's only a preview to come to that level. Otherwise, it's very, very serious topic. So, in this topic, what we're going to talk, we're going to talk about the futility of karma and jnana. That is what it is. In fact, that's a, that is a fact. Okay, The futility or the uh, uselessness of karma and jnana and the superiority of which we are not going to dwell on that, Because some of the speakers will be dwelling on there. Now, Jnana Yoga, Jnana, what is happening in that process? We
0: discussed Karma Yoga, right? Where a person is attached to
1: fruity activities. What is fruity activities? Mm. Enjoyment. Fruity activity means he wants to enjoy by using his senses. But the senses, but the enjoyment, sometimes it could be, it could lead to pious activity or sometimes it could be pious. But, generally, Karmakanda people, they follow the scriptures, Vedanta, generally. The deviations are also there. Yeah? But, that process is very difficult to follow. Austerities and all that stuff, including Jnana Yoga, also, you know, Jnana Kanta. Also, the path is very difficult, path. one has to follow very strictly. But the problem is attachment, one gets attached to that process, like you know, eating of that panpara. Yeah?
0: whether they know it or
1: not, they get attached. And the second one is it is in the mode of ignorance, bereft of Krishna's knowledge. And therefore, it is not a person. But in Jnana kanda, what is happening? A person rises, right? From Karma to Jnana. That is why Sukadeva Goswami is doing the higher knowledge. So, in, in uh, Jnana or in Jnana, Jnana Kanta, what is happening? A person knows the difference between reality and illusion. He knows that he a spirit soul, and having known that, he behaves in that manner, and that is why it is very difficult. See, at times, when we do just a quick comparison, when we do devotional service, not all the time I am I'm, I'm, I'm knowing that I am a spirit soul. Correct? At times, we may get the thought, but not all the time I am a spirit soul. I know I should be attached to Krishna. I am not thinking like that I am doing my service and naturally there is a purity, and gradually we are going on. But, this karma and jnana kanda people, they detach themselves from matter. This is a very, very troublesome process, very serious, or very what a rude process, you know. They have to detach from matter, because they know that I am separate from matter. Therefore, all the activities are conscious. This is matter, I am spirit, I am away from that. So they always differentiate between matter and spirit. But what is a drawback in that? The drawback is when you isolate from matter and you don't want to do any materialistic activity because it's binding. They know also that materialistic activity will bind one to this material world. And therefore they want to be aloof superficially by by trying to restrict their senses. But what
0: happens as Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita the soul is very active.
1: Therefore the soul wants to be active. But they are trying to detach and keep the soul, uh, not give any engagement to the soul. In our process, is a positive aspect. We want to engage the senses. And therefore, the soul is happy. Because there is activity. But there, they want to restrict and restrict. So what happens? They don't want to do devotion service. They want to stop all veterans' activity. So what happens? They cannot do it. And therefore, Srila Prabhupada says, in many purports, that this impersonalist uh, maya, this they, Because they are spirit showed and they are trying to do this process uh, and not surrendering to the lotus feet of Krishna, they will do all this philanthropic activities like building a hospital, building a school. Because they have to do some activity. They don't want to surrender to Krishna. They don't want to do service to Krishna. But you have to do an activity. So what do you do? They do activities not in the transcendental home, what do they do? That will be in the mode of goodness and then gradually mode of goodness also is not very favorable because it will bring you down Why? Why to bring you down? 14th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains that there is always a competition between the modes. Today, at this point, 8.55, I will be in the mode of goodness. But after half an hour, I will be in the mode of passion. Then at 12 o'clock, I will go to sleep in the mode of ignorance. Yes, there is a competition working on between the modes. And therefore, one cannot be stable. And therefore, Krishna advises, what does he say? Try Unya Transcend the three modes. Don't be the three modes. Once you transcend the modes, this is our process. So, okay, that is what they do. Okay. Now, let us try to understand this Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga, and almost the Bhakti Yoga, which is going to come, the three different levels, through an example. Okay. So that we will understand it better. Because, however much we talk philosophy, we will, it will not go into my because very be dull. But if there is an example, then we will follow it better. Yeah? And especially, we are all addicted or we are all like prasad and food. So, if something related to food, it goes immediately. Yes? So, three, we will see an example. Say, someone Eats a wrong food and they develop an allergy. For example, there are some people where they put some peanuts into the mouth and immediately they get some rashes. Have you seen? I saw some uh, little bit later way back. I didn't believe, okay? They took some peanuts and immediately they have the rashes. So instant reaction. So, say for example, what about the radio? example maybe. Now say someone takes a wrong food and gets some rashes. Hmm? What is happening in Karma Kanda is the person is addicted to eating that wrong food, peanuts for example. He's addicted, like the pan Parada. Hmm? So he's is addicted, he cannot stop. He cannot stop. This is his position. So what he does? He may restrict the number of times, but still he has to put the penis. When he puts the penis in the mouth, what happens? What happens? What is the reaction? Itching. So this is the state of a karma, karma. So what he does, because there is itching, what will you do? Put a medicine. Can you keep on itching? You have to take an anti-sterminal. Itching. So, when the person in the karma kanda, he takes peanut and he takes medication. He takes peanut, takes medication. He takes a wrong food, medication. Wrong food, medication. Is it good enough? That is karma Do something, anything it, dirty. clean dirty. See, eating wrong food, taking medication. Because he cannot rest. This is karma what is Jnana Kanda? Jnana, knowledge, what does he do? He knows, yes, he has, he has worked out. Yes, my problem is penis. So what should I do? I should? Not eat. I should not eat. That is knowledge. Okay? So he said, oh, I found out my problem is penis. So I will not eat. And then he also is smart. So he thinks, because I am not eating uh, peanut, I am not taking medication. Not needed. Correct? Yes? Yes? That is what it is.
0: Yeah. But,
1: what happens is, he has taken peanuts over a long time. There is also remnants in his blood. Yes? Just because he stopped peanuts and he stopped medication, does it mean that you know you're not eat once a while, not often, once a month or something, or once in a couple of weeks? Correct. He will have the itching because it's your blood is already contaminated, and therefore it's going to pop up once a while. And therefore, what he should do? Yeah, he should not eat peanuts. He should continue the medication, whatever the medication, until his blood is clear of the contaminant. Correct? And then what happens? He will have a permanent solution. So this is known as Bhakti Yoga. Because our desire will pop up. Has anyone of you have a desire which has gone like that and has not popped up? Right? any desire which you have left it off and it's just gone like that time. no it will come after one month even after 10 years you know it will come simple hearing songs sometimes I will get a song which I have heard when I was 17 18 years old you know some South Indian songs. Pop, pop up then I will be without my knowledge I will sing oh come on where is that it? it pops up it never goes away you know then we have to mind for world oh, okay. where is it it pops out of the blue you
0: know
1: like that. so it's our impressions are from millions of births because the body is new the body is this world but the mind is very old lot of you know impressions of the mind so just to tell you this, how uh, the impressions or our uh, thoughts or our habits keep on coming. We'll just discuss a very short uh, just a very quick fast time very quick fast time in Ramayana. What happened? Rama at the end, Rama wanted to kill Ravana, Right? That was the last final climax. At that time, Rama is shooting, you know, arrows. And Ravana's head is being severed, severed and it's going on. The moment one head goes another head comes. Again he puts an arrow. Again the head goes another head comes. The drama was it what is going on? As a pastor what's going on? Then Krishna has to tell him see my brother has got a nectar in the heart. Unless it dries, the heads keep on coming up, doesn't matter. So you have to destroy that nectar in his arm. So the render Rama has to put an arrow into his arm and the nectar dries up and then Ravana could be defeated and he dies. So our material decisions like that, it will never stop. This is my practical experience, correct? One after another, after another, after another. It never stops. Like the head. So for that we have to attack it through chanting. The heart has to be clear. Unless the heart is clear, it's not going to work. Like how Rama had a difficulty. eh? Then, okay. What we also discuss is, This karma, jnana, we have talked about it. What are the disadvantages? We should know that. See, only if we know the process, karma and jnana, and then we know the disadvantages, then we can take a bhakti properly, isn't it? Unless we know, that's our human, (laughs) correct? Unless we know that product is bad, we will not buy a good product. Isn't it? So we should know, what are the, why it is defective some points about the disadvantages of both this process. Okay? Now, what are the disadvantages of Karami yoga? Come on, guys. You have been listening, right? What are the disadvantages? We already discussed that. The first one is, it's a merry-go-round. Which means, for the pious relics, you go up. Once the pious rates are over, then you come back and do some things. You go to the hellish man, and go up. It's a merry-go-round. That is the process. And the second one is, Because it is again material activity It will bind to this world It will not give you liberation There is no way A karma kandi Is going to be liberated from this material world He goes up and down no? But he will be always in the <laughs> wheel. He cannot get out of it Because he is not doing any activity Beyond the three modes He is not doing akarma Akarma must be in place To get out and the third one is through karma uh, through Karma kanda, one may think that their desires are controlled or it, it is being checked, but it is not. We saw the example of Ravana and also the Panparada. Yeah? We may think, oh, that's fine, it's under control. But it may be controlled, like the female, but after one month again it the rashes. Because it is a desire, as Prabhu pointed out. Yeah? this desire, the root. Root has to be uprooted. Yes? The I mean, seed. The seed, that is a root, yeah. The root has to come out. As long as the root is there, see, sometimes we see uh, in the villages, whatever, maybe anywhere, there will be dry leaves. The dry leaves can be burned. You know, if it is burned, the dry leaves will be burned. But after some time, if you leave that, the tree will again grow and the green leaves will pop up. Because the root is not dead. Okay? What is the point of burning the dry leaves? But the root is not destroyed. So this Bhakti Yoga process is, root cause problem. Attacking the root, the heart is cleansed. Heart is cleansed. And therefore, This is a higher level, okay? And then, uh, disadvantage of jnana process, what is that? Srila Prabhupada has uh, said that in the purport. What does he say in the purport? That one will think that he is nāra, Look at that. Because one is able to control through this process, okay? One is able to detach. And he thinks that, yes, I am the controller. I can do anything. And one more form of ignorance, like Shila Prabhupada is saying. So therefore, we are not surprised that the impulsivists become ayahuasis, <laughs> where they think that they are God. Isn't They think that they are God, you know, they are following the process. And then, uh, it's difficult to practice jnana. Khanda or Karanyana activities in Dhariyutta because one has to do a lot of austerities. kappa, sacrifices, you know, lot of sacrifices. One may like the food, but in our case, what we do? We offer to Krishna and we purify and we take it, but we cannot eat. We have to you know, detach ourselves. So, it's very, very severe hostilities. That is not possible in communion. And then, this will take many births to perfect. Simple. we see, in the case of Saubhara Muni, what happened? He was trying to control his senses, not through Krishna consciousness. What did Saubhara Muni do, Prabhu? Went deep into Yamana and gave tapas. Can we put into this pond for two minutes. <laughs> for how long? Many, many years, right? And he could not control the sense. Ice, ice was looking at two fishes mating. That's it. He came back and he married 50 girls. Now look at this. A big uh, yogi. Controller of all the senses. So-called controller. Don't speak on.
0: And now, because we are discussing this, the difficult
1: part of jnana is being discussed. All of you, please watch out. Next, next to tomorrow. Tomorrow, verse number 13 and 14 is one set, and that is talking about the os- practice part of it. The 11 and 12 talks about the general aspects of jnana yoga. Yeah, jnana kata, apagodiya But the next verse, 13 and 14 is talking about the practice involved. And tomorrow you will know. Then you will think, Jnana Yoga or Jnana Kanda is not for me. Tomorrow you will be So much austerity, so much Tapa. So dry philosophy. Very dry. So we cannot uh, take that. And so finally, the story of Ajami is going to come out. So, so what we learn is little bit of bhakti. So that is enough. That is the very simple. whether it's done intentionally or unintentionally, it does not matter. Little bit of bhakti. Service to Krishna will protect us from all, from the greatest danger. Correct Right? right? Small amount of bhakti. What we are doing now that will protect us. Okay. And once finally to conclude, our Srila Prabhupada in one of the classes, okay, that was Ajamala class. Then we said, hmm, today we are talking about the story of Ajamala. Yeah? And then we said, We are discussing in Bhagavad, there is only one Ajamala In the medical world, everyone is Ajamal. He is giving that process. So he is able to see in the Bhagavad there is only one Ajahnari. But in the material world most of the people are only. All see So for them, what is the solution? What is the solution for them? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. It's only Okay, so we'll stop here. If there's any quick questions or comments or even corrections.
0: You mentioned about the, the uh, atonement as an ignorance and uh, I was trying to understand in what level would be ignorance because also atonement can be considered as a part of mode of goodness trying to do five activities. You, you mentioned about atonement as completely um, ignorance, you said. Not completely ignorance, it, it is in the mode of ignorance. But also, if we understand atonement as a biosecurity,
1: it means goodness. Yes. <laughs> but we see that in the example of Prechimia yeah, It is prescribed in the Vedas that you can do the sacrifice, killing an animal. But what he did was, because he was overly attached, yeah? He went on doing that process, and in the process, he was killing a lot of animals. So, Narada Muni has to come and him. So, it is a Karma kanda process. In the Karma Kanda process, very selfish. What is my goal? So, Prachinyabharata is a standing example, a practical example. With so, Prichini Bharat was, I want to enjoy my next life, I want to have a wonderful enjoyment. I should not suffer. And so, what he did, he did lot of Rituals, karma, yeah? karma sacrifices. And in the process, he was killing lots of animals. And now the money has to come and stop him.
0: Can, can we understand that there are different levels of ignorance? Because the simple fact to understand that we are not the body, but that we are still identifying with the body's ignorance and can be also in the mode of goodness. So, my question basically is:
1: Probably. But our, see, for us, right, for us is forgetfulness of Krishna's ignorance. Is it? That is our basic understanding. So anything, you know, uh, if any activity which is not connected to Krishna, that means it's connected to our body, whether it's a gross body or a subtle body.
0: And therefore,
1: that activity is not recommended for us. I am just giving a very broader overview. Yeah?
0: Uh,
1: so, in our process, any activity, reading or studying or jumping or going, anything, if it is not connected to Krishna, then it is going to bind us. In that sense. Yeah? So, any bodily activity for us, Atma Preeti is Kama, Krishna Preeti is prithi. So, anything you do for Krishna is love. Love means devotion, service. Anything you do for me is lust. Lust means attached to material world, like Right. So the motivation is the thing. Motivation. If you are motivated to serve Krishna,
0: then any activity is Correct.
1: Correct. Correct. So that is why, if you are in the company of devotees, one will be motivated. Right. See, in the company of devotees, no one will say, come on, let's go for a movie. <laughs> let's go. Isn't it? Even if I think I want to go to the movie, when I come, I'll be ashamed to tell the devotee. <laughs> you know? Let's go for a movie. What they say? Isn't it? So like that, you know? Motivation, correct, motivation, Association, motivation, positive. And that is why, again, we have to thank Sheila Prabhupada, Millions of times. Because if Srila Prabhupada has not created this International Society for Krishna Consciousness, then where we will seek the association of devotees? Isn't it? Here, naturally, it's available. I am just coming into the temple and I can see the devotees naturally available. But to go into the company of devotees is not easy also. If you just go outside into the damn street, you are lost. So here is all devotees association. So it is a wonderful. So International Society for Krishna Consciousness is meant, Kila Prabhupada says, is meant to improve your love, devotion service to Krishna and ultimately go back to God. That's a process. Isn't it? If you really think that's a process, isn't it? If someone is not interested in Krishna, don't come. If you understand this phenomena, what a wonderful uh, 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 gift, matchless gift, Srila Prabhupada has given,
0: then fine, take up the process.
1: Otherwise, there are so many other processes karma kanda, jnana kanda, you know, and you can go and struggle, and then by the time you realize, you would have taken already some millions of words. Okay. It's a quick process. Uh, anyway, more Bharatan speakers will be giving Mataji in eventually, you know, more to say, you know, as the bhakti process comes, you know, it will be unfolded many times. How bhakti process is so powerful, you know. Very simple ajamada game. Only name chanting. He did not do, you know, full flesh. Just little bit of devotion service has completely eradicated his sin, you know. This is really,
0: very powerful process, isn't it?
1: That is the whole story Uttaraya so Goswami is going to tell that gradually. How he unfolds the story of Jamila. Just to prove that Krishna's holy name is so powerful. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare Hare. Hare Rama Hare Ramama. Rama Rama Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. We'll stop with it. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Sure. Sure. Gantara Shreemad Vajraudan Ki Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Yeah. Shela, ki jai yeah. Nithai Gauraprema Guru.